0: It's time to roll the dice because we have a six-sided battle for the 2019 Bennett's British Superbike Championship live on Eurosport, starting with Assen as the showdown kicks into effect this weekend. It's Brooks, Reading, Bridewell, Buchan and Hickman in contention, joined by Taron McKenzie, fourth in the championship, a winner at Silverstone earlier this year, and it's the Yamaha rider with us, on this week's Full Throttle Podcast. Taz McKenzie joins us now. Taz, congratulations on the showdown. And as your dad said the other day, it was always a dead cert because luckily you've had no crashes, no injuries and no dibble did not start.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for that. Yeah, obviously, Alton Park was a bit of a tough weekend for everyone, but I managed to get through it with three finishing and important points for the showdown. All good now.
0: It was a weird weekend, though, wasn't it? I mean, you had, not in this order, but you had a 7th and 8th and a ninth. and Josh Brooks had a very uncharacteristic crash when he was pushing like hell trying to win that third race. Bradley Ray seemed to be back on form again. It just seems to be, it was a bit of a strange weekend in that sense, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: Alton Park always throws up odd results, but... Yeah, it was, it was obviously nice to see Brad back up there. And um, yeah, I think just, I think every showdown rider who potentially get into the showdown, so it was me, Buchan, Erwin, Hickman, Forres, and we all, all crashed on that Saturday. Which yeah. was, it was very strange, especially Hickey, who hasn't really crashed all year and, and crashed in the race. So, yeah, I think everyone was just glad to get through it and, and luckily for, for me, Danny and, and Hickey, we all managed to get into the showdown. So um, everyone was sort of focusing on that all weekend. But yeah, luckily we were the three that managed to get through
0: And how does the mood change? Because I guess it's been building up, building up, building up to Alton Park and everyone thinking, I've got to get in this showdown. We knew the top three, Brooks, Reading and Bridewell, were already in, didn't we, after the previous round at Cadwell Park. But how does the feeling change? Because I suppose, first of all, you're aiming for the showdown, then you're in the showdown. Do you have time to feel relaxed or do you then just start thinking, oh, I'm in the showdown now?
1: Yeah, it's funny... I think going, for me going into race three, I could definitely relax a little bit because I think Erwin had to finish second and me to DNF for him to get into the showdown. And with him starting at the back of the grid, obviously that was going to be a tough job for him. So yeah, I could definitely relax a little bit going into race three, but as the weekend, starting the weekend again, for me, I didn't have the best Friday. Friday was not a waste of time, but it definitely, uh, I didn't have the best feeling on the bike. And then we changed the bike a lot from Friday to Saturday. Didn't get to try it in FP3 because it was wet. And then, so I went into qualifying with a setting that I knew from the start of the year and was just trying too hard and crashed and then started 18th. So it wasn't pressure again to me, but I was definitely thinking about the showdown at that point. I was just happy to get race one out of the way with a solid qualifying position for for race two, and then and yeah, sort of went from there. And then yeah, as I said before, coming into race three, I could definitely relax. I had a better feeling in race three again, so ended the the weekend on a high.
0: It's been a really challenging season actually for you, hasn't it, in many ways? Because you had the win at Silverstone, which then got taken away from you for the incident with Jason. Then you did get your win at Silverstone later on the same day. And the team's actually not won since then, has it? But I guess you've just been banking points, banking points. And when you consider that, you know, you've been under a barrier at Brands Hatch, you've had another injury at Thruxton, um, you've done a pretty good job, haven't you, to manage to score as many points as you have when you've actually been racing.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it was obviously the start of the year. Even the first three rounds, I think
0: we had two races at Silverstone, two races at Alton and three races at Sonnington.
1: And I only finished one of those races out of the top five and I finished every race. So I thought, at that point, I thought, well, this is looking OK. I think I was maybe... Second or joint leader of the championship going into Donington or coming out of Donington, and I thought this is all right. <laughs> going to a track to Brands Hatch that I really enjoy and had a couple of podiums in my rookie year there last year, or one podium even. And so I thought oh, I'll go to Brands, another strong track for me, probably get another two top fives and then head to Knock Hill But. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Crashed at Brands, had bad concussion and and hurt my back. So and then from there, it was it's just been tough. Really, <laughs> came out to Knockhill, finished on the podium, but crashed in race one. Same at Stratton, finished on the podium in race one and crashed in race two, and then went to Crookston and, and broke my wrist. So it's not been easy at all. And from the, the results I got at the start of the year, I thought I'd be one of the riders that would be confirmed in the showdown definitely before Alton. But yeah. Due to one reason or another, that wasn't the case, but happy to to
0: eventually get into it now. What about Cadwell now, looking back, how successful and how satisfying was that for you? Because you've ended up going through on 515 points. You're just one ahead of Danny Buchan and Hickey's only 14 behind you and he's the last guy in. So it just shows how important those points were at Cadwell when you were really hurt that weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cadwell... If you look, actually, the points I scored at Cadwell, it didn't make a difference whether I got into the showdown or not because my points at Alton were enough. But it was more just for myself and my wrist, really, because if I hadn't had the operation it would have been five weeks to Alton Park but then I would have been in a cast for five weeks and my wrist probably wouldn't have been very strong I wouldn't know if I could ride or not going into Alton Park and it's still as physical as Cadwell really but for me getting that operation was well worth it and then I came back at Cadwell wasn't very painful to ride with just wasn't very strong and scored those valuable points but I think knowing that I could ride and I'd be all right a couple of weeks more rest going into Alton and it was just more for my head really and so yeah glad I did it now it paid off luckily so Hopefully hopefully uh, with my wrist now, I can get it another a little bit stronger now for the last three
0: rounds. Yeah, because I guess psychologically as well for your rivals, that must have just warned everybody, oh, Taron McKenzie is still very much in touch here. He's He might be injured, but he's still pushing hard and scoring points. And I guess it must have taken a little bit of pressure off having some of those extra points going into Alton.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because although the seven points didn't matter in the end, but the, the seven points kept me in the showdown, well, in the top six going into Alton. So... That was nice for me, really. And, and yeah, with a showdown, anything can happen. So it was probably was just nice for my head knowing that I was still in that top six going into Alton. So it's BSB, anything can happen, as I've probably shown that during the year. After a solid start to the
0: year I had and then, yeah, I had a bit of a blip mid-season. So is it right to say that, you know, the Ducatis are still the favourites? As you look at the season so far, they've obviously won most of the races and some of them by quite some margin. Or really, can it go any way now? Because I guess Assen... You never know what the weather's going to do, do you? I mean, it could flip round quite dramatically now, but would you have to expect the Ducatis are the ones to beat? I think, yeah, obviously the Ducatis are strong, but I think, I've said it before, if you put
1: Redding and Brooks on a Yamaha, they'd still be strong or on a Kawasaki or they've proven especially well scott's obviously in his first year but josh has obviously proven that he can win on any manufacturer so yeah the ducatis are obviously strong i think there's only me andrew and danny that have won races that aren't on ducatis you yeah. know Jean- really won one race and danny's won two so the rest have been tommy's yeah obviously they're strong but i'd like to think with me being back to full fitness now and normal style tracks now i'd like to think that i can definitely fight for podiums and and hopefully try and get my second BSB win.
0: You will. I've had drama at Aston before, haven't we? I remember just thinking back to incidents like Alex Lowe's and shaky burn. I mean, things can happen there. How is the wrist feeling now? Is it back to what you'd call full fitness now? feels
1: all right. Uh, I've got pretty much full strength back in it now. It? At Alton, I wasn't taking painkillers or I wasn't using tape on my wrist to, to try and sort of support it. So, and I think Alton and Cadwell are probably the, the two most physical tracks in BSB. So... Obviously, Aston Donington and Brands, they're not easy tracks, but hopefully uh, it'll be less sort of ag on my wrist, really.
0: (laughs) Now, obviously, that's the immediate future, Taz, but let's just look ahead a little bit further to 2020, regardless of where you end up this season, whether it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth or sixth, and we know it can't be any worse than sixth. You've re-signed, of course, with the McCams team for next year. Jason O'Halloran staying as well, which is great for the lineup. that there's good consistency there. So whatever happens this year, you have to think you guys, again, have to be favourites heading into 2020, don't you? Or at least some of the favourites. Yeah,
1: definitely. Obviously, Jason's had a a tough year with injuries as well. But, yeah, hopefully we can both have a smoother weekend. Yeah, for me, staying with McCanns was probably the best option for me with continuity. I know the bike very well now after sort of a year or nearly two years on it now. And, and yeah, going into next year is exciting for me. There's a new one out, which... Hopefully, bring some improvements to the BSB side of things, and and yeah, it's exciting. All my crew will probably will definitely all stay the same. So yeah, it's nice knowing that I can go into the winter not having to worry about riding a different manufacturer. I know the bike and team very well, and yeah, it's like a little family we've got now. So yeah, it's very
0: exciting for me. And the new bike sounds. Pretty good, doesn't it? Obviously, there's always a lot of positivity around a new bike, but I heard that the other day, last week, in the test, uh, well, it wasn't the test, the press launch that happened at Jerez, Alex Lowe's put some laps in on Bridgestone slick tyres, and apparently, I think he put in a 43.9 or something like that on the stock road-going R1. I know you can't read too much into that, but it does sound like it's a much-improved package, doesn't it? Yeah, I think
1: a lot of people don't think... They just see it as the similar looking bike and it's not like the new BMWs come out and the new Takaki that it looks different and sounds different. But yeah, a lot of people think that the Yamaha has just sort of stayed the same. But I know in the team though that it has changed a little bit and it should, the improvements that have come with the new bike, hopefully it, it pays off for next year and helps us in, in BSB and in World Superbike. So yeah, Alex put that time in. I think the electronic side of things, maybe is an improvement on the the old R1M so I think maybe the stock bike it'll be even better but engine wise it should be a little bit stronger and and the aerodynamic package is uh, a little bit different as well so the little things that have changed but it all adds up and hopefully uh, it uh, works in our favour next year.
0: And just to give the listeners an idea, Taz, how much of the input from you and Jason in the British Championship goes towards the road project? Because obviously we've got people like Mickey Vandermark and Alex Lowe's at the moment, as it is in the World Championship. Are they taking data from Yamaha R1 race bikes, as it were, from all over the place?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. The chassis obviously the same but it i don't think there's anything wrong with the chassis it seems to be working well at the moment alex and Vandermark have rode that bike now for a, a few years and i'm sure their report has probably gone into the the new r1 yes yeah, it's, it's hard for a manufacturer just to bring out a brand new bike and it works straight away so it's like if it's not broke then why fix it really with the the chassis i think the yamaha's probably isn't the fastest bike out there but as an overall bike it's very good so hopefully with a the, the fastest the, the more horsepower with the new engine should help us. It's uh, I haven't ridden it yet, so hopefully I get to ride it soon. and Yeah, can't wait.
0: Yeah, that should be, I guess, when post-season we'll have the testing band coming in, won't we, from January. So October the 20th is the last race at Brands Hatch. So I'm guessing sometime between then and Christmas you'll get your first taste of the new bike.
1: Yeah, I'd like to, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure what's planned at the moment, but I'm not sure when they can get the new bike as of yet. But yeah, hopefully after Brands we'll get something
0: sorted to, to ride it. And finally, Taz, this will be going out on Wednesday, but we're sat here recording this on uh, Friday. What's your plan for this last weekend now before Aston? Because once the showdown starts, I guess everyone's not thinking about anything else, are they, until it's all finished. Uh,
1: yeah, for what am I doing this weekend, did you say? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, McGuire, I'm actually pleased on, so of course, I'll be attached <laughs> Sat watching that all weekend. So um, I've already recorded it this morning, I haven't managed to see it. So uh, Dad and Taylor are there as well, watching. Uh, they've gone till Saturday night because Dad obviously commentates on the Rookies Cup. So, yeah, they're there as well. They're making me slightly jealous eating pizza and sitting on the beach last night. But, uh, yeah, probably be watching that. I need to be doing a little bit of training as well, so I just that. Have- <laughs> watching that on weekend so do a little bit of training, watch MotoGP
0: and then um, yeah, get ready for Aston. Awesome. But you guys actually do that don't you? I remember your dad telling me that earlier this year that you, you, your dad, Taylor, your mum, Jan literally all sit around as a family and watch <laughs> not just the MotoGP but the whole of the Eurosport, BSB and World Superbikes back as well after a weekend. Yeah, mum
1: uh, mum, that we Always watch bike racing, but she absolutely loves it. She'll happily sit and watch it with us all. So, yeah, we're massive fans of the sport, although we're riders as well. We're massive fans. So, yeah, I don't miss the session in in like GP or BSB I'll watch it all back I probably the BSB I'll probably if I've done good if I've done bad then I won't won't watch it many times but <laughs> if I've done the podium or I've led a race and I've watched it then I'll probably watch it back uh, two or three times definitely if not more so yeah we're all still really living it especially mum and dad well especially dad he's been in it longer than 30 years and he's still really passionate as ever so um, yeah we love it, and Dad, dad's uh, coming back Saturday night because the rookie's cup only have one race on a Saturday, so he, he wants to fly back Saturday and uh, watch it from his sofa on Sunday. So, um, yeah, we
0: love it. It makes you wonder how long he's going to carry on doing it, doesn't it? Because you know he's not getting any younger, is he? No, I
1: have no idea. And still loves riding bikes, still loves instructing. He'll drive up to Knockhill every month to do his super school there.
0: It's brilliant. He'll
1: put half five to drive to Silverstone, and yeah, he's, uh, he drags us along. As well, but uh yeah, he's 58 now. I think I don't know when he says he's going to stop. We've got a bat with him that we made probably 10 years ago now that he says he'll still get his knee down at 70. So
0: he's still, uh, is that what he said? Is
1: it, yeah,
0: that's yeah. Well, there we are. Neil McKenzie, everyone has said he will still get his knee down at 70, so he's got another 10 years to go, but uh that is recorded on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah he loves it
1: and uh, keeping him young does
0: <laughs> well, well we'll know if he's heard the podcast won't we now that'll be the proper test as to whether he actually listens <laughs> <Yeah>. to it <laughs> alright thanks very much Taz have a good weekend obviously by the time everyone's listening to this you would have had your weekend yeah. and uh, good luck for Assam. no problem thanks Greg cheers <laughs> thanks a lot mate that's all right. well there we go it's Brooks Reading Bridewell that man Tara McKenzie Bucken and Hickman they are your showdown six only one of those six men could now win the Bennett's British Superbike Championship title of 2019 just Assen Donington and Brands hats to go but the only mainland Europe venue, Assen, is staging all of the action live on Eurosport and the Eurosport Player this weekend with every single race, including all of the BSB support races, live at every point on the Eurosport Player as well as being shown in the main programme. But if your particular race isn't being shown in the programme at that point, feel free to get onto the Eurosport Player because they're all there live and in their entirety. Many thanks from me, Greg Haynes, and we will see you from the Dutch track this weekend. It is showdown time.